Hello and welcome to this week's episode of Credit Shift News Update. Let's begin with some general industry news. It's been a continuously tough time for everyone with a mortgage or with a loan as the average two-year fixed deal on a mortgage has risen to over 6.66% as of Tuesday the 11th of July, leading to some of the highest mortgage rates for 15 years. Uh, Worse still, commentators are betting that the central bank will push mortgage interest rates past 7% which would be a 25-year high. Now, this is happening at a time when we also have wages in the UK rising at a record rate and stubbornly high inflation at 8.7%. So the Office for National Statistics said wages, excluding bonuses, rose by 7.3% in the three months to May, matching the highest rate since 2001. Unemployment rates are at record lows. Workers have been able to secure pay increases. So we're in an absolute price spiral dynamic that central banks absolutely hate. It's generally seen that homeowners who are renting out properties buy to let uh, may be uh, also hit quite heavily by this um, and will be tempted to pass on those higher mortgage costs to tenants. And we're also obviously the uh, what we would call traditionally hard hit people, those who are maybe full time renting and who are seeing other costs go up with them will come under even more pressure in the autumn. So none of the foundation trade winds, so to speak, are being um, advantageous. In our last roundup, we said that there was uh, some evidence that the UK consumers were overcharged at the petrol pump to the tune of nearly a billion pounds. So the UK Competition and Markets Authority has said that it intends to establish a nationwide fuel finder scheme that would allow motorists to find the cheapest fuel locally. The government are bringing forth legislation that will force retailers to publish their prices to power that service. So I think that is just another example of the government looking to find markets uh, that are not working as they well, were intended to work and are trying to make information, digital information available to fix the flow of those markets. So that's an interesting trend that we might see spread to other markets that may not be performing as fluidly as the government would like. And we also saw during the week various uh, senior people give evidence to the Treasury Committee, uh, which also might give us a peek at future reporting on impairment in the big banks. And the real takeaway news from that is there hasn't really been a large increase in arrears. Nationwide is reporting them as relatively stable with only one basis point increase uh, of customers who are in three months of arrears in their repayments. And in this section, it's more pronounced among the buy to let customers. But customers are also taking action to protect themselves from higher mortgage rates in the future by overpaying or through term extensions. So perhaps we're not seeing um, the full economic impact of this uh, wage spiral and inflation spiral yet. Many people who took out two-year mortgages 
uh, during the stamp duty holiday in the pandemic may soon need to remortgage. And many of these people will have paid off some of the capital they borrowed, the amount they need to remortgage will have fallen, and many of these homeowners will also benefit from double-digit house price growth in the pandemic. So the equity in their houses will have risen and perhaps they'll be able to negotiate against that. So will customers take up the new interest-free or interest-only option, I should say, on mortgage repayments? Well, some of the banks during this committee meeting were unsure if customers would be attracted to this option as it still has um, financial impacts for the customer and they might be worried about the effects that taking such an arrangement will have on their credit score. Also, the banks make the point that many of the flexibilities that were asked for in that particular uh, uh, piece of um, advancement from the government were already in place. They're, those kind of flexibilities were already present in a lot of the banks. So we'll see how much impact that intervention in the market has. In other news, the Bank of England says that mortgage repayments will rise to at least £500 for nearly 1 million households by the end of 2026. They are reporting that some mortgage holders may struggle with their repayments, but said that lenders are strong enough to withhold customers defaulting. And they're not really expecting a high degree of default from the numbers that we've been seeing presented last week. The Step Change uh, uh, charity organisation is reporting a marked increase in consumers with car finance debt seeking debt advice. It found that between January 2020 and March 2023, the proportion of clients accessing debt advice who had a car finance debt had risen by 14.8%, and the average balance of a client's car finance debt had increased by more than 20% from £8,077 to £9,705. So maybe we'll see some of that car finance debt become more susceptible to default. The Citizens Advice Bureau in Scotland reveals that 11% of people always run out of money before payday, with a further 14% saying this happens to them most of the time. I found this particularly tough statistic in that nearly a quarter of the people in Scotland reporting that to the, the uh, citizens' advice that they were having consistent problems meeting their bill payments. And I also hadn't really appreciated the scale of the UK student loan um, business in that it's 20 billion a year is loaned out to around 1.5 million students in England. The value of outstanding loans at the end of March 2023 had reached 206 billion and the government forecast the value of outstanding loans to be 460 billion by 2040s. Again, car finance, home finance, education finance, these are uh, going to be the sources of continuous indebtedness for a while and they will have to be managed. In company news, we see that Thames Water secured 750 million from its investors to save it being nationalised, but it will require significant refunding right through to the end of the decade to see it through its current patch of difficulty. 
I think just like we saw earlier with the uh, petrol pump prices and the perception that the market isn't working there, I would be surprised if I, the government weren't going to step in there in some way and try and uh, seek an information advantage or balance the market kind of approach to that. Um, in a bit of self-serving news from, from me today, uh, Webio raised a further 2.5 million venture funding round. And this is to drive the AI conversational vision for the market that the company has. This is very timely for Webio in that the world has really woken up to the power of technologies like GPT and AI, and it's widely seen as the next platform shift. So I think that kind of spurred me to just take a look around at other technologies winning funding rounds to address the credit space. And maybe I'll bring you word of those kind of companies as we have our ear to the ground for that kind of thing anyway. And I think it might be useful to see what kind of uh, the way the winds are blowing in the investment community is often a very useful piece of strategic information. So coming to the end of our roundup today, I think that the summation here is the broader economic news tends not to be moving in a way that we would all like. However, it is not yet feeding through to the kind of uh, late payments and uh, bad debt that we might expect it to see. There's various shock absorbers in the middle of that. We don't know how long they're going to last, but the government is obviously very keen to bring down that uh, inflation rate as soon as possible. That is driving a lot of the other activity. Hope you have a great week ahead of you. Catch us on Credit Shift for some really interesting interviews coming up in the weeks uh, ahead and some very interesting conversations feeding into these areas of AI and ChatGPT in particular.